Devarim chapter 31. Moshe speaks to the people in the beginning of chapter 31 and says to them, Ben Hashem Amarei Tavor I'm 120 years old. I no longer can be active, literally, to go out and come, come in. And God said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. So Moshe says, I'm pretty much at the end of my life, and continues to speak. And shortly thereafter, in verse number 9, the Torah tells us that Moshe wrote the Torah. Moshe he hands it off to the priests, those who carry the ark, and the elders. Moshe And Moshe commands them in verse number 10. Every seventh year, the end of the seventh year, at the time of the Shemitah, on the festival of Sukkot, the rabbinic understanding of that is the Sukkot that follows the end of Shemitah. Shemitah ends just before Sukkot begins. That's how the rabbis understood it. And during that time, on the festival of Sukkot, Bivol Kol Yisrael, when all of Israel gathers, to appear before God, in the place that God chooses, read this Torah before all of Israel, that they should hear it. Gather the people, the men, women, children, the stranger in your gates, they should hear, maybe understand, hear, learn, and fear God, and observe this entire Torah. And their children, who have not learned, not have the experience, will hear and learn to fear God. All the days that you are living on the land that God has given you to possess. So this is the mitzvah that's known as hakel, as the gathering every seven years. And it's interesting that in the book of Devarim, the Torah refers to the day of receiving the Torah, Matan Torah, as Yom HaKahal. It's a phrase that appears several times. It appears in chapter 9, it appears in chapter 18, it appears in chapter 10, Yom HaKahal. And over here, the Torah speaks of Hakhel, to gather the people together, all of the people, to hear the Torah. So what it would appear to be is somehow every seven years, there's the need to re-experience the giving of the Torah. And the giving of the Torah, as described in the book of Dvarim earlier, especially in chapter 4, apart from being a covenant and cementing a relationship between God and the people, but the Torah has a content to it. There are laws, there are rules, there are regulations, there are commandments. But apart from that, there's also the experience the Torah was given out of the fire. The Torah has is an experience as well, not just a content, but an experience. So every seven years, Moshe says, I'm gone, but that experience of Sinai has to be re-experienced every seven years.
Now, the Torah doesn't actually say who reads the Torah to the people. In fact, when you read the text, it sounds like those who read the Torah to the people are probably the priests. Because Moshe writes the Torah and hands it off to the Kohanim B'nai Levi, who carry the Ark of the Covenant, and the elders, or maybe it's the elders who read it. But it's interesting that the rabbinic understanding of the mitzvah of Hakel is that the king reads it. And perhaps the thinking, the idea behind the king reading it to the people, is that in the book of Devarim, in chapter 17, the king has a particular mitzvah to write a Sefer Torah, or part of a Torah. It's not clear how much the king writes. And the purpose of the king writing the Torah and reading it, and having it with him, he should learn to fear God. He should learn to be a God-fearing person. Now, over here, what's interesting is that the mitzvah of Hakel, two terms come together. One is to fear. Its function is to fear. But it takes place at the time of Chagah Sukkot, when all of Israel gathers at Hashem to appear before God. So the two words are interesting. They often come together in the Bible. To see and to fear. The binding of Isaac, for example. Abraham names the place Hashem Yireh. The place that God literally sees, which is known today as the place in which God is seen. And the purpose of the Akedah, as God describes it, is, Now I know, says God to Avraham, You are a God-fearing person. So the king, of course, has the obligation to write the Torah, and the concern of the Torah is the king be God-fearing. That is to say, the king understand there's somebody above him. And over here, the, one of the purposes of the Hakel is to be God-fearing. That experience of Sinai, which was a joyous experience, yes, but engendered a certain fear. The people were afraid. After the revelation, they said to Moshe, we've heard enough. We're frightened. We're afraid. So, to capture that experience, so perhaps it's appropriate that the king be the one. The idea of re-experiencing Sinai in the Torah takes the form of this mitzvah of Hakel. It's actually very interesting that in our tradition, we have other ways of re-experiencing the revelation of Sinai. And one of the ways is through the reading of the Torah. There is the rabbinic institution called Kriyata Torah, the reading of the Torah, in which uh, we are, of course, completing the Torah. Our practice is to complete it every year. Uh, in, in ancient Israel, there was a practice to complete it twice in seven years. And the reading of the Torah has two very different dimensions to it. One dimension of reading the Torah is simply the study of Torah. We remember that in ancient Israel, and even beyond ancient Israel, there was the practice, which we don't have today, because we have Chumashim uh, with translations, but there was a practice to translate the Torah. There was a practice to speak about the Torah reading, the drasha. So the idea of the Torah reading on the Shabbat was a learning experience for the entire community. That's one aspect of Kriyata Torah. Then there's a separate aspect of Kriyata Torah, which is the experience of Sinai. Somehow we are reenacting the experience of Sinai. These are two different ways to understand Kriyata Torah, something that Rabbi Salavesh spoke about on many occasions. 
and pointed out that some of the customs surrounding and different practices surrounding Kriyata Torah reflect different aspects of the of the institution of Kriyata Torah. For example, when the Torah is read, does the community stand up or does the community sit down? If it's a matter of re-experiencing what happened at Sinai, the people stood. The people stood. If it's a matter of study, study is better done when people can sit down and can immerse themselves and listen carefully. So these are two different dimensions. Both, of course, are in fact significant. Both are always present. And the question is, which of the two is uh, primary? So that's the tradition we have of reading the Torah. And in reading the Torah, we don't want that experience to be lost, the experience of standing at Sinai. So here in the Torah, that experience is recaptured every seven years when all of Israel gathers together. The emphasis in the book of Devarim, when it speaks of the covenant, is all of Israel. In chapter 29, men, women, children, the strangers in your midst, the water carriers, the woodchoppers, here as well, Yisrael, that the Yom HaKahal, the day of the congregation, the book of Dvarim sees the receiving of the Torah, more than any other place, the focus is on the Kahal, on the congregation. The congregation became a full congregation when everybody stands together and hears the words of the Torah. And this can't be lost. So Moshe says, I'm 120 years old, I'm not here forever, I will depart shortly. But that which I did in my life, I was the one who helped you come close to Sinai. I'm the teacher of Torah. I don't want that to be lost. I want that tradition to continue and that experience to continue. And that's chapter 31, which begins by Moshe saying, I'm 120 years old. You can't lose that experience. And therefore, gather all the people, men, women, children, that they learn and fear two dimensions of Sinai, the content of Sinai and the experience of Sinai.